Will music monopoly kill the music business? I don't know. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and all in between. Jason, brother, how are you? I'm fantastic. Uh, before we get any further, let's bring on my brother from another mother, Mr. Robert Armstrong. Hey, up, dude. Oh, <laughs> nice. A, a nice, easy pour. Yep. A nice Chardonnay. Like, literally, why did it take? Like, how many wine glasses have we saw just dink, getting knocked over because they're like, you know, two inches too high on the table? <laughs> right. And then, you Those know, stems. yeah. And then maybe, of course, being a little hammered, but that's, you know, the best invention that they probably started serving them in. Stemless wine glass, glasses. Yeah. Made of wood. See, don't ask me if this is a red or a white glass, though. You know, I don't know why they, they're shaped Curve. different. I don't know why they're shaped different. You know, the white glass, red glass, no it's, idea. Uh, don't get it. Don't know why. Read different. Okay. Yeah, sometimes you got to do it through the, you know, the deep calculator, whatever the hell, you know, like, yeah. Mm, a fine, a fine bouquet. <laughs> bouquet. <clears throat> got my iced Not tea. Bad. Got a little my dry. Coffee. Coffee. Got my marijuana. You hear that, Jason? Coffee. Coffee. <laughs> yeah. coffee. Mm -hmm. Colombian coffee. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think this is Colombian. I think it's uh, actually Michigan coffee. Oh, Ooh. fantastic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, what the hell is I just going to do? Don't you hate that? Oh, oh yeah. Come oh, shit. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, balloons are everywhere. And you know what's funny? You know, mm -hmm. when the when the general comes out, and we're not going to talk about it, but the general comes out and he's like, "Oh, yeah, we're not ruling out extraterrestrials." <laughs> okay, and everyone's like, "Oh, okay." And then every the whole thing just went right over everyone's fucking head like they were making a movie, like a balloon. Hey, they just admitted alien life. <laughs> But but did they? Or that went right up, you know. What? Yeah. You've seen the Kardashians. <laughs> Proof's in the pudding, if you know what I mean. Right. But, uh, yeah, you know. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, uh, um, okay. So, have you guys heard of it? Uh, you're familiar with the... Uh, Ticketmaster, Monopoly. Yeah. yeah, Live Nation. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? It's, it's, they're going to do what they're going to do. I it, Whether I like it or not, whether, yeah. whatever, the, the, the general public. In your opinion, I mean, we all went to the same school and it was yep. regarding the music business. Mm -hmm. So what's your honest, not what they're going to do, but what do you, you know? I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. No. I, I think it's just a gouging. They're just yeah. gouging the public for public public dollar. I don't like it, but you know the general public's going to keep on paying, and they're going to get away with it. Right. I mean, it's got ticket prices. Let's face it, are you know, and I understand that like the the cost of touring is like right. is ridiculous. And the ticket price right. has nothing mm -hmm. to do with the band, right? Mm -hmm. But you know, nothing to do with the band. Damn. I mean, right. back in the day, I mean. You'd go to a show every week or every couple of weeks. I mean, now it's like I have to like if I'm lucky, I do like one or two a year. You know what I mean? Just because, right? Yeah, that's how I am with the bigger. You know? Yeah, 
you know, who can afford it, you know, to go as often as you used to, you know, which kind of sucks. Cause I mean, I, I miss seeing live music, you know? Yeah. Well, it, it's made its way up to, uh, uh, Capitol Hill. And uh, I found my thrill. Uh, Capital Hill. <laughs> New York Times is Ticketmaster uh, Ticket cast as a powerful monopoly at Senate hearing. The Judiciary Committee responding to the bungled sale of Taylor Swift concert tickets heard the company apologized and its critics traced the problem to the industry's lack of competition. Now, I'm not necessarily a big fan of her. I Not because I don't like her music. I don't know her music. Yeah. Uh, she seems to be pretty popular with the kids. Oh, yeah. she's she's huge, yeah. You know, with the youngins seem to like her. Not our cup of tea, but you know, you know. But it it had to it literally had to happen to someone of her caliber before anything right. would be addressed because the small guys have been bitching for right. years. Small, I mean, everyone, you know, not Guns and Roses, Rolling Stones, you know, stadium to you know who who was saying this? What? Um, what you what you're just talking about? What Taylor Swift? He's talking about Taylor Swift. Oh yeah, the Taylor Swift ticket debacle. You know, and then there was things about then there was lawsuits about all the people who had to wait a year for the refund, and the court sided with them because it said they clicked because they said I accept these. But here's the thing, man: if you really like that band, technically you're signing it under duress. Yeah, Yeah, but but you know, here's the thing too. There, I mean. So, so that that whole deal. And I identify is, as a concert goer myself, right? But you know, it's just like, you know, like if you had jobs uh, in in the past where you know, like w- within the paperwork, like you agree to arbitration. Well, you know, a lot of times if you read the fine print, say the company you're working for, it, it, you know, they have the arbitration clause, but they get to choose the arbitrator. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're kind of like they got a gun to your head because it's like you're not going to get the job if you don't agree to it. Mm-hmm. And in the end, unfortunately, if you had any kind of dispute, you're screwed anyway because they're, you know, it's not an impartial arbitra- arbitration yeah. situation, you know, which is kind of the same deal with this. Oh, yeah. Well, you agreed to it when you clicked on it. Well, yeah, because you couldn't buy the fucking ticket yeah, if you exactly. didn't click on it, you know? Right. So. And then, you know, a lot of the guys, you know, they don't have the the resources to run their own ticketing and do all that, you know. I mean, now it's pro- it'd probably be a lot easier. Yeah. But even though, I mean, even if the local promoters do it, then you got to be bonded, da, 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 you know, so then, you know, because it's separate from the theater, you know, yeah. the venue guys. And but mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong. I remember back in the day, like, you know, when I was, you know, 12, 13, 14 buying tickets, I, it used to have the promoter's name on the damn stub. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Jam Presents. Yeah, yeah it's on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Live so, Nation's on there. Yeah. In Buffalo, we had, uh, Harvey Corky and Tice. You know who Harvey was? I beg your pardon? The promoters were Harvey Corky and Tice. But uh, Harvey Weinstein? Yep. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So all the uh, Memorial Auditorium shows, all the big shows, yeah. Klein Hands, yeah, Shays. Yeah. I think we had like Magic City Productions or something like that down in my area. Yeah. So according to the New York Times, Live Nation Entertainment, the concert industry giant that owns Ticketmaster, came under a withering attack during a Senate Judiciary hearing on Tuesday with committee members from both parties criticizing it for the botched sale of tickets to Taylor Swift's latest tour and calling the company a monopoly that hinders competition and harms consumers. Over nearly three hours, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 
Okay, so Senator Amy Klobuchar said this is a definition. This all this is all the definition of monopoly. Live Nation is so powerful that it doesn't even need to exert pressure. It doesn't need to threaten because people just fall in line. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the hearing went so far as the question whether the two companies whose agreement with the Justice Department expires in 2025 should be broken up. Okay, so during the pandemic, you know, the plague, um, <laughs> you know, they changed everything and double-fisted all the all the musicians. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like... Um, certain you know band that had been around for 40 years one of the members was speaking out saying that you know if you're sick two days you're bankrupt yeah wow like you know because then you have you know the 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 show you cancel you have to pay um like three shows worth or some kind of Mm. bullshit and then now a lot of guys were our age and older being the roadies for all the perfect you know what i mean and then they couldn't do anything for a couple of years. So a lot of them retired and moved on to other stuff. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. don't have the workforce and then the equipment, everyone wants to tour now because they want to make money, but now you can't make money because diesel is three times as expensive. Oh yeah. And you know, everything else, the rentals, everything else. And, and you know, what blows is the, these poor bands, man, they don't make money off records anymore. Mm-hmm. Not even close. Poor- I mean, you're funding your own record just as a vehicle to get out on tour. So, it's a courtesy. Yeah, so like touring and merch, that's the only ways that they can make a living now. Right. And then like you said, now the cost, of, yeah, I mean, it's... Oh, and then now there's a 360 deal with the record company. Yeah, getting some of the merch and everything, too. Oh, so half. Is it half? Is it that much? Yeah, and then they want stage money. You know, it's like, wow. no, well, well, you know, and... Yeah. You got to weigh yourself, you know, you know, yeah, that's like, you know, people gave him a bunch of shit. He released his own record. And everyone's like, ah, you only sold 50,000 copies. And he's like, yeah, but I made $20 a piece. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't make my uh, 10 cents from a Van Halen record. Yeah. You know, and people are like 10 cents. Yeah. Here's yeah. the thing people don't get, you know, like uh, <clears throat> the person who makes the least amount of money in any creative endeavor is always the writer. Because the writers always get fucked. Oh, right. oh, who cares about who created it? Let's really? just go steal it and go over here and do this. And then, okay. Yeah. Oh, by the way, it was $3 million. What? But we just went on a 250-city tour. Well, yeah. You know, oh, by the way, I'm flying out my 17-member family to your next gig in Australia. And you're paying for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bastards. Yeah. yeah, and you know, this whole, I mean... You know, streaming's the new normal, but it's a fucking shit show, man. For for mm-hmm. these guys, they're not making yeah. shit off anything. No. Um, something's got to change. I mean, there was like, you know, we, you know, back in our day, I mean, we knew the record companies were hosing them hard, but it was the necessary evil, you know, because they they could you know handle your distribution. They could, right? You know, they they could they could front you the money to get into a studio and and blah 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 blah. Well, now it's kind of gone to this deal, and and I'm not sure which is worse, man. You know, I mean, oh, like, yeah. I, I mean, I, well, I the, think this the young is generation don't know any better. They're just all yeah. like, <laughs> right, yeah. You know, line line them up. You know, this this is probably is worse for the you know because, I, I mean, but you know, there's got to be a better way. But who's yeah, gonna you know, who's gonna the set the new paradigm? You know, I mean, there's got to be a way that the artists can 
But yeah, there's got there, you know, there has to be, you know. Yeah. In the immortal words of Judas Priest. Yeah. <laughs> Eat me alive. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. You know, <clears throat> okay. So some people are like, well, what do you mean? You know, maybe you, you know, we understand we've worked in various levels of production and live and we know what right. budgets are and all that shit. But uh, let's uh, let's give a little lucky love. Thanks, Senator Klobuchar. Let me uh, start off by offering a uh, Rhode Island welcome to Mr. Lawrence. Um, you have uh, seven out of the eight members of our band went to Brown University, so we have a lot impressive. of Rhode Island pride. That's pretty impressive. What were your favorite venues? We played at a local venue called AS220 a bunch, oh, yeah. but honestly, we mostly played at like house parties on uh, on campus. That was yeah. kind of where we got our start. We also played recently a bunch at uh, FET Music Hall. Well, AS220 is a great organization, and I'm proud to have you uh, in the middle of this as a group that emerged from uh, our terrific Brown University. Thank you. You um, mentioned in your testimony today that when artists like you play a Live Nation venue, you typically are also required to use Ticketmaster and a Live Nation-owned promoter. If that were not the expectation, what would the difference, you think, be for uh, your band and your fans? Well, if we had the ability to weigh different offers, then we would just be able to see a more apples to apples comparison of what kind of deals we could get in a given venue. But you're correct in saying that, yes, when we pick a given venue, if it's a venue that Live Nation is either the exclusive promoter or the f operator or the owner of, there's no opportunity but to just receive uh a deal that we have no uh, ability to negotiate from Live Nation. And yes, the tickets have to be ticketed by Ticketmaster. There's a, you know, it would be great to be able to find out, oh, if it was this ticketing company, it might be a different fee. Or I know Mr. Berktold saying that the venue sets the fee, which has not been our experience. But, you know, ideally we'd be able to see, Could oh, you, if it was this company, it would be this or whatever. Say a little bit more about how that has not been your experience. It's 100% not been our experience. Yeah, I, there's literally not been a single time in our career when we've played at a, at a Live Nation venue where we had any opportunity to not have Live Nation be the promoter or not have Ticketmaster be the ticketing company. Have you heard of um, any other artists who've been able to figure out a way around that? Or do you think that um, all artists are up against the same wall that you've described of inevitability? Yeah, as far as I'm aware, no one's had a different experience than me. I know at the highest levels of playing like stadiums or arenas, there might be an opportunity to have a certain promoter come in and do that arena, but I don't. That's not my area in terms of in time, Mr. Lawrence. In yeah, time. hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, who's? I'm not familiar with who the um, the band artist. Yeah, artist was there. Oh, yeah. I'm not uh, familiar. Anyway, um, because I'm old, if you want to know who the artist is, just go to Creativity Talkins' Facebook page. I posted it earlier there as uh, Taylor Hawkins was reacting to the same deal. Maybe I'll go find that out when we watch the rest of okay. All right, I didn't know if you knew. Most of the issues we face stem from the fact that Live Nation Ticketmaster often acts as three things at the same time. The promoter, the venue, and the ticketing company. 
Let's imagine we just played a sold out show at a venue Live Nation owns and operates. When an artist plays these venues, they're required to use Live Nation as the promoter. Far from simply advertising, the promoter coordinates and pays the upfront cost to put together a concert, such as renting and staffing a venue and striking a deal with the performer. Since both our pay and theirs is a share of the show's profits, we should be true partners aligned in our incentives. Keep costs low while ensuring the best fan experience. But with Live Nation not only acting as the promoter, but also as the owner and or operator of the venue, it seriously complicates these incentives. At the end of the show, costs will have eaten into most of the money made that evening, and due to Live Nation's control across the industry, we have practically no leverage in negotiating them. If they want to take 10% of the revenues and call it a facility fee, they can and have. If they want to charge $30,000 for the house nut, they can and have. And if they want to charge us $250 for a stack of 10 clean towels, they can and have. Once these costs, some of which went to Live Nation subsidiaries, are taken into account, the remainder is split between Live Nation and the band. In a world where the promoter and the venue are not affiliated with each other, we can trust that the promoter will look to get the best deal from the venue. However, in this case, the promoter and the venue are part of the same corporate entity. So these line items are essentially Live Nation negotiating to pay itself. Does that seem fair? The tickets were listed at $30, and our pay ended up shaking out to about $12 of each ticket. But in this hypothetical show, the fan did not pay $30 for that ticket. The fan paid $42 because Ticketmaster tacked on a 40% fee. And for the record, we've had them go as high as 82%. Wow. I mean... So, yeah, that's pretty... Uh... That's pretty hefty, you know. So yeah. figure they're probably playing thousand seater, right? So yeah. that twelve bucks is twelve grand. Half of that's to cover their end. So now they're down to six. So now how are they traveling? You know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah. know. And then the cost. So like, okay, let's say out of that twelve grand, they bill them five. So now they're down to seven thousand. And that you know, these guys are making five hundred bucks if they're lucky. Yeah. Per night, each band member. Yeah. You know, because you also got to put forty percent of whatever comes in to the band corporation. Yeah. So you can pay yourself when you're not gigging. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, that being said, I mean, like hope hopefully they are making that, but I mean they could be making less too. It was just you know. I mean, right. I don't know. Yeah, this is you yeah. know, so yeah. You know, and some bands, you know, have guarantees and that, you know, that's what they, you know. Because here's the deal, you know, depending on if, if they are under a, a record contract, who, who knows if they're getting, you know, the, the full, their full swing, their full cut, you know what I mean? Right. That's that could be going to the record company and they could, they could be getting like a quarter of that if they're lucky. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's amazing, you know, and you don't need to pay the nut for the whole fucking record company off of every record because yeah. that's what they charge you on. You know, they could be they could be on the hook for, you know, studio time or, you know, front and merch or, you know, whatever. So I mean, yeah. You know, I don't, you know, there's there's record labels that are doing it, you know, at least for the hard rock guys, or, you know, you got Rat yeah. Pack and uh what's the other one? 
Uh, frontiers, there's yeah, a frontiers. Yeah. You know, they're putting out a bunch of shit, but yeah, you know, they're not spending a bunch of money on marketing and you know, yeah, blabbermouth in the band has to market their stuff, but at least they have you know, good, great acts on there. Yeah, you know, Rat Pack is you know, uh, speaking of Rat Pack, okay, <laughs> uh, where is it? Okay, so, um. This is from Blabbermouth. Uh-oh. Uh, it says, what makes uh, Billy Sheehan the bass player's bass player? And he responds. Uh-oh. Um, let's see. Da-da-da. He's like, well, I'm very, very honored that anyone, that anybody even hints that that was the case. He's such a cool dude. He uh, is. I appreciate that very much. I'm still learning. I'm still, it's still an adventure to me. I'm still excited about it. I'll be in my car driving. I'll get an idea and I'll be like, I can't wait to get home and try this. So I think to some degree that exuberance may reflect through my playing and it may be a positive thing, but I just love music and I love playing bass and the adventure never ends. There's always another mountain to climb and I'm always working. I get up every morning, go feed the cat, go down to my little studio and go for hours. I was down there for a couple hours already before the phone calls today. So I hit it hard, and I love it. And performing is essential to me, but I'm very, very grateful when people say such kinds of things about me. I very much do appreciate that. He's a humble dude. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? I mean, you think he ever sits there and just like, I'm shit. You know, like in this nah. room, like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like after a good only Billy Sheehan line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Buffalo, New York, baby. There you go. But... uh Let's see here. Um, so, Rob, you just went and saw Ian play the other evening. Yeah, the 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 winery dogs. Yeah, Sony Hall in New York City. Love them. There hey. I'll be right back. Right there, <laughs> mute <your> mic. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, this is a great reaction shot, dude. Yeah, totally. Mr. Cozen. That's a nice guitar, man. Yeah, he uh didn't bring out his telly until towards the end of the end of the set. And Mr. Percussion himself. Yeah. That's a great shot, dude. That's the one I sent him, but I um I made it a black and white. Interesting. Because uh and I did a little uh, shadowing around the edges around the corners and i emphasized the um i wouldn't actually call them sweat sweat dots <laughs> flying around in the air yeah but uh yeah it was just uh that's what he said <laughs> he loved it so he said he was gonna post it but i haven't seen it yet but nice. but then i sent him to gallery and he said it was you know Wow, spectacular. So right on. Thank you. Thank you very much. Right on, right on. Right on, right on, right on. Yeah, that's when he posted. That was pretty cool. Oh, that is yours. Oh, that's yeah. not mine. That's not mine. Yeah, yeah I because I saw this. I'm like, wait a minute. So I grabbed it earlier just in case. That's a good shot, dude. Yeah. But uh not as good as this one. <laughs> so um all right. Oh, um, let's hear a little word from Mr. Vito Bupkis. The Book of Vito Bupkis. Hey, everybody, it's your pal Vito. 
In this book, I talk about subjects people seem to get their panties in a lot over. I mean, who would it dunk? Gay fucking marriage, common fucking sense, garage fucking sales. But hey, what do I know? Guaranteed to offend. And uh, it's available now at VincentCustos.com. And, uh, you know, you can get it there. The Book of Vito Bupkis. So audience today, or else. <laughs> so Robert Trujillo just celebrated his 20th anniversary in Metallica. Oh, yeah. Isn't that, Isn't that bizarre? That's it's crazy. crazy. It's like, to me, Jason Newstead's still the new bass player, and, like, <laughs> Rob's been there, you know, for a couple of years, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Rob's a great player. I oh, mean, yeah. Rob's played on so many, no. you know, albums from our coming up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it makes sense that he's in that band. He's a great fucking bass player. Yeah. I'll tell you the coolest thing he did too was he did the Jocko documentary a few years ago. Did oh, you yeah. guys ever get to see that? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, might have. Yeah. Speaking of documentaries, uh, The Les Paul Chasing Tone is. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. It's on uh, It's on YouTube. I watched it oh. uh, last week. But, cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's better than the other ones that have come out. Okay, yeah, I'll I mean, check it out. Cool. It's funny, like there's a so like old fucking like 1995 Lincoln with flat tires just sitting in his driveway. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean? Then he goes yeah. into his workshop and stuff, and yeah, he was a cool dude, man. Yeah, he was from Waukesha, Wisconsin. Oh yeah, two hours from here. And dude was a monster player back like before. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah. Then he got in that car wreck, and yeah, he goes just. You know, make it so my arm can be where I strum my guitar. <laughs> right. Crazy. Because yeah. he was supposed to lose his arm. Yeah. Yeah, he was in bad shape. He was in the hospital for like a year and a half or some shit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Live Nation, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's got to be. They're just too big. You know, maybe it should be. Yeah. You know, regional or you know some type of you know it, the, the internet can, dude, can do so much of you know you don't need all those people. Right? How many people are there like um, independent uh, promoters out where you guys are? Because out here there's a um, a um, I don't want to call them distributor, but they're called Ticket Web, and they mm -hmm. actually um, sell to the smaller venues. Like yeah, the that's what Ron and uses for. Uh, you know, like all the guys like Queensryche and mm -hmm. Doc, mm -hmm. love, you know, Winery Dogs are playing there. He also does Schomburg Theater where Eric Gales is playing. This oh, yeah. And then, yeah. But I don't think I went to, well, <laughs> shame on me. I, I was going to say I don't think I went through Ticketmaster, but uh, I got passes, so I didn't have to go through anybody. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Well, <laughs> Here's the moment we've all been waiting for. Ladies. Here we go. It's this part of the show. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So ah, nice. <laughs> Old Jeff. Here we go. Oh, yeah. He's great, man. So, so what is uh, what is uh, okay. Sir Soto he up to? Posted this. <clears throat> this is from his Facebook page. Announcing some shows. There are rock legends, and then there are rock gods. Jeff Scott Soto and Jason Beeler are neither of those. <laughs> Aldering, sensuality, millions of albums sold, countless packed stadium tours. 
These are all things that have never we've never been burdened by. <laughs> they have always been focused on the critics and maintaining their credibility. In a strange twist of faith, they are almost universally despised by the critics as well as their former bandmates. <laughs> readily admit they are willing to sell out whenever the opportunity arises or suits them. Jeff and Jason are bringing their unique brand of vaudeville rock to a city near you. As long as that city has a five-star hotel and Michelin-rated restaurants, the show features a cross-section of hits from across their storied careers, many tributes to their favorite artists, awkward choreography, special guests, and so much more. Sure, we could have mentioned Saigon Kick, Uwe, Journey, Talisman, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, or Sons of Apollo, but that would seem like a cheap marketing ploy. We could also <laughs> all fiction Live Aid or the Grammys, but they have nothing to do with those, with those either. And uh, there you go. Yeah, I was. Uh, Jason Beeler posted something the other day, the other night, and I was. Uh, I went on there and I, I said, "Man, the good old days." I said, uh, mm-hmm. "Great memories of seeing wait, 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 hold, on, hold on, Jason. And that has been the Soto Report. Soto report. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's Love funny. It. But yeah, Beeler, uh, he 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 responded to me. I said, "Yeah, great memories of." Going to school down in there, you know, and seeing you guys at the Button South, you know, mm-hmm. we did the, the heart, you know, the, yeah, the thing, but uh, the squeezy, yep, totally, totally. Oh, soda, yeah, man. those were the days. Soda, though, he's like one of the most underrated dudes out there. Oh, so, definitely. Did you hear the Oompa Loompas are uh, non-binary now? <laughs> Dude, did you hear the shit about uh, Roald Dahl's book? Dahl's book? Okay, after a week of controversy, this is from Hollywood Reporter. Overimposed sensitivity changes to the words of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Author, publisher Puffin has announced that a collection of 17 Dahl books will be re-released untouched as part of the Roald Dahl classic collection. Netflix, which purchased the... Ronald Dahl story company in 2021 in a rumored one billion dollar deal had no comment. Wow. Basically, uh, you can't call people fat, <laughs> and you can't call them stupid. Like real, you know, just stupid shit. You know, so they change Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the witches, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, and James and the Giant Peach. I mean, I don't get it. You know, I don't get when people change art. Yeah. Right. You know. And you know what? You can call. I mean, maybe you shouldn't, but you know, the whole idea that you can't. So, oh, here's from the article. His fat phobia, for example, is a running theme in many of his books. <clears throat> in light of new sensitivities to body shaming, the word fat was removed from every book. Augustus Gloop, for example, the gluttonous German boy from Chocolate Factory, instead described as enormous. Enormous. That's, and that's, that's okay. okay. In James <laughs> the Giant Peach, a verse that originally went, Aunt Sponge was terrifically fat and tremendously flabby at that. Now reads, Aunt Sponge was a nasty old brute and deserved to be squashed by the fruit. So they made her a brute. So Aunt Sponge is a lesbian. That's cool. Whatever. Hey, the Oompa Loompas, which Dahl originally described as 
African pygmies who love to eat cocoa beans, I didn't know that, were changed by Dahl himself in 1973 to white workers after complaints from NAACP. Okay, that would make sense. Um, but they already did that when we were kids. Uh, but the new version alters the description further instead of tiny or no higher than my knees, Puffin changed the language to merely small. And no longer are they men. They are now referred to as um, you know I don't know people you know I don't remember looking at anything weird after reading Charlie and you know me either never Canada, I mean and it, I, and I, I read the book is not the Oompa Loompas even sacred for fuck's sakes yes they should be yes Jason you should be <laughs> that's right <laughs> Oh my god! I just watched that last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, and followed by the Wizard of Oz. Oh, Oh, Thanksgiving weekend. The Wizard is non-binary. Play those during that weekend. That's a good. uh, Those are two good movies, though. Mm. Mm Hmm. Yes, they were. Absolutely. So, people, if you've got a band. Well, it has 50 followers to 5 million. Send us your link. We're not going to bash it. We'll only play what we like. If we don't necessarily like it, we won't play it. But, you know, that's okay. We're not going to shit on it either. We'll yeah. react. Yeah, we'll react. Oh. <laughs> oh. And, and we won't be like. Yeah. Last the top week, I actually got out of my chair and said, what? We did. You did uh, a reaction to a vocal. Yeah. Absolutely. Now you need to be careful. You could throw your back out though. All right to the Sophie Lloyd. I know. <laughs> yeah, no, this was um uh, uh I mean I threw my back out on that video. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Not from jumping up though. <laughs> nice. Uh Jason Goldie comments on YouTube. You need to watch Slow Train. Mahala. Mahalia and her friends singing backup on that song is unbelievable. Okay, will do. King's Queen, one of my favorite songs, well covered. Ted R says, somewhere down the road, you should react to Joe Bonamassa and Beth Hart's covered Ed James, I'd Rather Go Blind. That's oh, an yeah. awesome song. Yeah, yeah. live from Amsterdam, great pick. That's our um, reaction right there. Yeah. And, uh, okay, well, what else we got here? Uh, yeah, just got a few new subscribers during the show. Nice. Uh, let's see. Um, Kathleen Mayhorn. Says, have you heard him do Soothe Me with Sam Moore from Sam and Dave? Jimmy listened oh, to them no. a lot on road trips with this band. After you hear him and John Farnham, uh, Barnsey and Farnsey doing uh, When Something Is Wrong With My Baby live on Hey. hey. I want to check that out. because <laughs> uh, John's deep purple cover, no video sound check of Black Dog. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, we gotta we gotta well, check out that. You want to check out Jason? Something's wrong with my baby. That's a great tune. Oh, what about uh, "Soothe Me," which is we're going to be doing after oh, the show tonight? Well, hey, hey, well, look at that. hey, hey! Well, excuse me. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> we're doing that by suggestion of the people on YouTube. Fantastic people! Thank you, Kathleen. Wonderful people. <laughs> now she said, "Oh, sorry, I was wrong about the group." Farnsy was doing Led Zeppelin, not Purple. Uh, Mary Hanlon says you should do react to Cold Chisel Bow River Ringside Live. Great, great song with Jimmy and Mossy vocals. Still cannot okay. Da, da, da. Uh, Jimmy was singing this wife to his beloved wife Jane. Only first minute. Da, 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 da. 
Uh, oh yeah, they also do a cover of Deep Purple's "Lazy." Uh, best oh, it's a great song. Yeah, yeah, that might 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 come up uh, later. Uh, we're having good luck with Joe Bonamassa related seven <laughs> seven. Uh, what do you call it? The seven uh, the Kevin Bacon thing. Oh yeah, seven, seven degrees. Yeah, there you go. Six degrees of separation. Mm-hmm. 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 But yeah, so yeah, tuning's doing pretty good. So uh, remember, people, if you're not not feeling well, you're kind of down, and you know maybe you don't think you have anywhere to go. And there's always someone willing to talk to you. Don't think there ever isn't. Call Suicide Prevention Lifeline at one eight hundred two seven three talk. That's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Or you can go to their website at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Or you can text 988 and someone will get back to you on your cell phone and uh, someone's there to listen. I know it's a heavy lift, but uh, that's all you can do. Reach out. Oh, yeah, and of absolutely. course, I uh, wanted to remind everyone for our buddy George Melton on my birthday. I uh, wish George a uh, a happy flight wherever he may land. Mm-hmm. Good old George. Yep, that's for sure. Yeah. It's weird. One of us is one of us is gone. Yeah, it's very weird. You know, but shit. So hey, like, share, and subscribe. After that uh, uplifting little passage about our buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is what it is, man. Everybody sooner or later has to deal with it. You know, he's such his life. Yeah. Um, okay. So we did the Soto report. I love it. The I was Soto laughing report. all the time. I was. It's <laughs> great. Oh, uh, we love us some Jeff Scott. Boy, totally love Jeff Scott Soto. I, yeah. I just, it's like the biggest one of my biggest mysteries of life. Why isn't he like in the biggest band in the world? Right. Like he in, is Trans Siberian Orchestra. Yeah. Right. <laughs> What nice, but I'm bumps. 138 members, yeah. and they're all trans. Everybody's in trans. Right. Not knocking them. No, that's a it's like going into the military. How long I you wish did? That was my idea. Three years. <laughs> Where'd you go, Kosovo? Shit. I need to back up a few minutes. I was looking. I was thinking of a uh, artist that you guys need to check out. Her name is Danielle Nicole. She's another blues bassist, and uh, she's got some killer blues music out. Danielle right. Nicole. And she's got so yeah, Danielle Nicole. Yeah, I've got some uh, some uh, ladies of the blues kind of lined up for. So I'm looking for another one. So that's okay. I'll check it out. Yeah. yeah well, you got Samantha Fish too. So yeah, another oh, blues. Yeah. She's one I haven't gotten to yet. Incredible. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah. So, uh, dude, are we Sir. going to World War Three? What the fuck? <laughs> like, these world leaders are... Fu- what? What? Yeah, man. Come I don't on, get it. man. I thought we were over that shit. That's what I thought. Uh, yeah, well, well, we'll be the last to know. You can count on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unbelievable. Yeah, start watching BBC. Maybe we can find something out, you know, or, you know. Right. 
some some foreign news outlets. We might get a yeah. Get fucking, a good uh, what's there. her name? Rachel Maddow. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god, look at all the people pro Putin because they're against the war. Russia. No, it's okay to be against people dying in fucking war. Like don't point your cameras at the fucking weirdos. There's actually people going, hey man, don't kill. Yeah. Like that's a pretty good message. Like what happened to the anti-war party and now they're like fucking, yeah, let's fucking burn. Right. They get a taste of the money. What is up mm-hmm. with that? Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! So yeah, I, um, yeah, I just got back. I, uh, uh, I had to work today. I took five days off, but I had to work. Uh, nice. I, I put up one of those, uh, uh, you know, those uh, uh, chairs for going up the stairs. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. elevator yeah, chairs. I, I installed one on the uh, the. Uh, the, the portable stairway that goes up to Air Force One. <laughs> well, good. He ate shit. Did you see that? And then someone... Or when he, he ate shit again? Dude, someone took a dive from like 15 steps up. was like, whoa! And like you saw him like take a dive and then he ate shit going up the stairs. Really? That's hilarious. Not a good luck when you're like rattling the cages for World War Three. <laughs> and, yeah. and he's gonna... You, know, you want to master the stairs first, bro. Yeah. <laughs> And he wants us to vote us for a re-election. Jesus, he's the oldest one now. I know. You know, he reminds me. I remember that Poltergeist too. <laughs> Carry <laughs> in. <laughs> Carry in. He'd be sni- he'd be sniffing Carry in. I saw a really cool trailer today. Um, for the Pope's Exorcist. I knew you were gonna say that with uh, which McCullough. Oh yeah, our buddy, Mister Russell Crowe. Yes, Russell Crowe. He's a Pope. <laughs> what is this? A movie? I'm yeah. With the story that it's based on, but um, the Pope's you know, loosely, you know, but, uh, <laughs> loosely. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Is it a comedy? No, oh, it's a musical. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Come on out, you demon. Come on out. <laughs> my name is Zeke. <laughs> oh my goodness! And you know, someone's like, "Oh, <laughs> um, it's a it's a Broadway musical." Yeah. So okay. So DC Studios. Dude, everyone's like every oh my god. Ermagard. Ermagard. <laughs> so James so James Gunn like takes over as creative guy for DC uh, st- uh new studio DC Studios along with his uh the produce his producing partner and uh dude everyone's like every like 3 hours. Oh my god, James Gunn said that. It's like, "Hey, give the guy fucking a minute to fucking breathe, sit down and figure shit out." You know what I mean? The the stuff that he's announced so far is are you know is pretty cool and it's not what you expect so everyone just needs to fucking chill. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. they say uh, Christian the uh, Christian Bale might be in the Flash movie. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, hey, he's already in the trailer. He's on the motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> who's playing? Who's who's um who's playing the Flash again? 
Uh, Ezra Miller. Really? Better than Ezra Miller? Yeah. Yeah, and he might not be Flash after this movie. So, yeah. Rumors are going on that at the end of the movie, it's going to be Grant Gustin from TV's Flash at the end of it. Who knows? We don't know. We don't know. But, uh, yeah, so the DC thing is you're going to have to do voices over animation and do live action as well. Rumor is Batista wants to play Lex Luthor, and there's another rumor that James Gunn's one of his best friends, Michael Rosenbaum, might be Lex Luthor again. But it'll be something either way, because he was also the voice for Flash and the Justice League and Batman and Superman for you know 20 years. But anyway. Um mm-hmm. so what else we got here? What we have? What we have here <laughs> is failure to communicate. Well, we can always communicate. Can you imagine trying to do Cool Hand Luke now, dude. We don't have the budget for the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> right. Get rocks. What? Yeah, dude, they're cheaper. We could talk about the book I read this week. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I pause. I forgot to download the fucking the. Oh, that's it. So here we are with Jason's picks. Yeah, I did uh, Mark Lanigan's memoirs this week. Um, I think it's called Sing Backwards and Weep, I believe. But, uh, man, let me tell you something. I mean, I've read junkie stories before. But, you know, this... <laughs> they should, they should uh, make kids read this in high school. They'd never touch the needle, man, I'm telling you. But a great read, start to finish. Give, you know, us a, give us a dirty little tidbit. Ah, it's just, I mean, he gives you the real deal, man. Like, you know, just like how low you can go. Um, how low? Talking man. about, like, things I didn't know, like, if you, <laughs> you're you shooting in your armpit and you catch an artery instead of a vein, you can, like, it goes the wrong way and your, like, hand can blow up and if you don't get your rings off fast enough, you know, you're going to have to have your fingers amputated and I mean just stuff like that and and you know it really goes into detail on um you know dope sickness <laughs> it's like it's just uh but other than that you know and, and he also talks about a lot of the uh, the other stars from that part of the country that we know and you know he was friends with these guys that you know like Lane Staley and uh Kurt Cobain and you know it's just it was a great, just a great book. He uh, he passed away last year. Um, a drug dealer to the stars. Yeah, he was dealing towards the end. He was, you know, he was uh, making crack in his apartment to, you know, find his heroin habit. And, you know, well, who doesn't? <laughs> but right? you know, uh, and he was the singer of the oh, Screaming Trees. My dope balloon. He's the singer for the Screaming <laughs> Trees. Really hard. Yeah. Right. But uh, but no, definitely a good read. Um, I love the part, you know, he talks about they went on tour with Oasis. Mm-hmm. And as most people know, you know, so those, the one guy was a real prick. Liam mm-hmm. Gallagher, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, Lanigan was a brawler, man. He wasn't, you know, he'd fight anybody. He didn't care. <laughs> this this dude, like, comes up, you know. Um, I didn't realize, and that's another thing. I didn't realize that Josh Homme had been in Screaming Trees before, you know, Queens of the Stone Age and all that. Um, so they were sitting there and then, uh, 
Gallagher comes in and just starts like, you know, being a dick. And uh, he had pretty much made it his mission to like beat the shit out of the guy. But, uh, you know, he apparently quit the band and went home to England before that happened. But, but anyway, yeah. Um, as far as Rockstar Memoirs go, it's a good one. And uh, check it out. You know? Nice. I'm reading Gary Moore's uh, biography. Oh. What's nice. that called? Uh, you had to ask me, didn't you? Yes, yes, because <laughs> I want to read it next. <laughs> well, I got it on uh, whatchamacallit, on my Kindle. Oh, uh, okay. well, that may... If you don't know, that totally makes sense. You wouldn't know. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Gary Moore. <laughs> so is it... Are there multiple, or is this the first one, or is this just... It's it's uh, the official biography of Gary okay. Moore. Oh, okay. So, but I I don't remember the name of it. Yeah. Well, that's now funny. you're gonna have to make me look it up. Right. Right. Well. Yeah. But but yeah, I have the uh, what you call it? What you call it? The uh, that was a candy bar when we were kids. Remember that? Yeah. That's yep. still around. One of my favorite. Is it really still around? Yeah, it's one of my favorite candy bars. Oh. Hey, what do you got there? What you would call it? Yeah, what do you call it? What you would call it? Those are stupid commercials. Those Absolutely, are. that's why I love them. That's why I love them. Um. So, hold on a second here. Hold on, just hold on, just grab an image. Okay, hold on. Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, Rob, I think you ought to let your beard grow now that your hair is starting to. No, sir. Running. No? Jeez. Gary Morty official. Ah, okay. Harry Shapiro. So what's oh, something Harry. you've learned so far that you didn't know about Mr. Moore? Um, how he got started and his, uh, his intensity. I didn't realize what a perfectionist he was and how intense mm. he, his personality was, um, trying to be the, the, the leader of the bands that he um, fronted. So he was very, uh, it's my way or the highway. And it's very, I mean, that's what made him so good. So, yeah, I mean, uh, someone's got to be the boss. Yeah. I yeah, mean, absolutely. I mean, you need a leader in a band, you know, but, uh, you know, why are you going to Yeah. Why are you going to So, um, did you finish the book, Rob? Or you're no, no, it's still. Yeah. I'm like in the first twenty five percent of the book. Oh, okay. It is now time. Oh. For reboot news with V. Okay. Here we go. Starts this. It starts in March, people. History of the world, part two. They rebooted Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks did this. Oh. Four parter. Um, got a lot of great people in there. Uh, I hope that it looks like they didn't fuck it up. Okay. Oh, trailer uh, so far. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, History of the World Part Two, four parts, uh, comes out in March. And uh, speaking of part D. Uh, really? Duh. Right. Spark part. Eh? Um. Of course, now I can't find it. 
Speak amongst yourselves. <laughs> I'm a little verklempt. I'm all verklempt. A peanut is neither a pea nor a nut. Nice. Discuss. Discuss. <laughs> Discuss. Discuss. Oh, my goodness. All right. Way to fill the dead air, guys. Yeah. Well. <laughs> okay. Speaking of part. Duh. I have to say, out of all the bands that we've covered yet, I never got tired of Rob Halford's voice. No. Like, not even the song. Like, yeah. Have you ever listened to some of his uh, solo material? Oh, dude, I loved Fight. Yeah. Yeah. And the Halford yeah. record. The Gun is one of my favorite metal songs of all time. Yeah. Nail to the Gun. Yeah. Dude, his voice, I mean, you know. I like those crossovers you guys do with Pat. So. Yeah. Dude, here's here's the notes for Priest Part 2. Duh. You know, every fucking... T- oh, here's with fucking... That's a big nope. That's with fucking Tim the Ripper. Go fuck off. What? <laughs> what? Dude, fucking... Ah, now nah, I'm going to take issue with that one. I love Tim. <laughs> nah, hey. Did did we're Judas Priest? Yeah. No, no. no way, man. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that, see. But uh, <laughs> yeah, not a Ripper fan. Jugulator, man. That was not a, a Ripper record. fan with Judas Priest. It was. It wasn't Judas Priest. Ah, it was, it was another band. It was great. It was great. Yeah. Is a tribute band. <laughs> it's a tribute to a tribute to a tribute. I love me some Ripper Owens. Uh, All right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I found a lot of uh, you know, because I, I never owned a lot of priests. Everyone else had Judas Priest. Everyone, you know, and so this was really interesting, you know, to go over and do Nostradamus. Um, but <laughs> you know, for what it, like if it if that would have been like um, it was like a concept album. Should have it should have been a stage show. It should have been a Broadway. Yeah. Like if they, that would you know on its own that way, totally makes sense. Oh, it makes sense that way. <laughs> but um, oh, you know we're here to represent heavy metal. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it just wasn't you know, and that, uh, you know, in my opinion, broke up the band or made KK leave and retire. He's like. Well, I'll go on a record and say that you can you can you know feel free to use my photos from the last concert. Oh, right on, right on, right on. You know, did you you know KK didn't really retire, and he I yeah, think we he taped, might... I think on Monday, Rob. So uh, okay, I was going to ask you after the show anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you brought up the priest, <laughs> yeah. What are you saying, Jay? I said, well, he didn't re- really retire, and I think he'd like to be back in the band. To be honest, um, yeah. Him and Glenn had some. I think there was some. Uh, 
Yeah, was well, manager. Well, yeah, because Glenn basically took over the band when Rob bailed. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, the first album, KK was in Priest. So the first album, you know, that's when Tipton came on right around that time. He only had one song on that album, but he made the pre-sound. And then he became the main writer. Then Rob left. And then he grabbed this, the producing wheel because uh, Alam, you know, didn't produce. like So he grabbed the wheel. And then they did two albums with uh, the Ripper. And... And the Halford came back, you know. But here's the thing. I mean, they should have taken a break anyway because you know, Nirvana came and we all know the we all know yeah. the story, ladies and gentlemen. Right. <laughs> you know, so they're out of season, you know, like what happens, you know. They're kind of like the the X when everyone was, <laughs> you know, glorifying the new piece. And uh, you know, but uh I th- you know, Judas Priest, I have to say, is probably um, the best fucking rock band that ever was. Absolutely. Hands down. Yeah. The best fucking rock right band. Right up there, for sure. You know, and, uh, you know, because I was struggling by uh, album three because some fucking dickhead fucking suggested we cover uh, Whitesnake. and you did a fine job oh my god like i love david coverdale but i you know it was weird like because you know we all were trained by the same guys so it's you know we're kind of i think we're probably more sensitive to sound than other people who have trained that way because of right yeah this one eagles album yeah we we had eddie ray or michelle no other you know no better way to be taught from someone who did that you know what i mean yeah. so yeah that little that little old album he did yeah it's like just yeah. something you just get listening fatigue it's not that the performance is bad yeah it was maybe it was the way it's mixed or something's like not right yeah. or the guitar's off or you well know. you know the production the production on some of the early pre stuff as, as they readily admit was was shitty you know what i All mean the first but, album for sure yeah they were working on a you know almost no budget you know what i mean clawing and you know, oh yeah, Halford said if he could find every like copy of that first album, <laughs> yeah. But you know, I'm not trashing those guys at all, you know. So. No, no, no. So like, when there's a song that I don't, eh, to me, you know, Judas Priest is you know a gold standard, yeah. And then Judas Priest, Judas Priest is you know you can't. So any, it would be great for another band to do. People be like, "Whoa!" But for them, it's like, "Yeah, yeah," you know, because they're, dude, they're just, you know, like that "No Surrender" song from the trailer there, mm, dude. Yeah, Halford when he recorded that's like seventy one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah lot, even the newer stuff's killer, man. Like you know, tune Trader Traders Gate, dude. Uh, they're just you yeah. know. And Faulkner, of course, brought some new energy into the band. Love Richie. Yeah. He's really good. I'm looking forward to his uh he's got an album coming out shortly. So without any spoilers, I mean, is would it be a spoiler if you told us what your favorite priest album was of all time? Hmm. No, because I, I never 
say what's my favorite. Hmm, that's interesting. Because Sad Wings, for me, is hands down the best. Mm, that's a great one. That's the one. Okay, that's the high school Judas Priest in the fucking 1974 green Chevy Nova that was side down. <laughs> that was in Mike Eichhorst, the Flaming mm. Snots uh, tape player, Endlessly. When you're alone. I love me some screaming for vengeance myself. That's good, too. Uh, Dude, yeah. Victim of changes. What a fucking. And here's what I don't understand. You know, a lot of people don't get where Judas Priest came. They were an experimental band. They were. They love to experiment. And so, like, that's how you got victim of changes. And then throughout the things, they would pepper in a fucking eight-minute fucking yeah, sad wings. Yeah. You know what? You're like what? You know, but it's them doing their experimental shit and a ton of acoustic piano. Oh, oh man. yeah, and you know what? One of my favorite priest tunes is their version of Diamonds and Rust too. Mm. Was it Joan mm-hmm. Baez tune? That was mm-hmm. two of priest albums. Yeah, I like the Unleashed in the East version. You know, yeah, best, but. But and I mean, then, come um, on, they're gonna take Joan Baez and rock it up. I mean, that was Fleetwood cool, Max, Green Man, and Leashy. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I used to hate that fucking song. I love it. <laughs> me too. Dude, in high school, I was like, oh, my God. And like in college and shit. But now, dude, I love that song. Yeah. You know? And uh, here's the thing. And like um, uh, Rob Halford's stagecraft changed as he got older, as you have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when he, the way he changed it, it made him not robotic like, because that's not what I mean. But like, he, like when he stepped on the stage, he was part of the fucking stage. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he fucking he moved like he was the fucking building coming at you. You know what mm. I mean? Like fucking whipping around. Yeah. And uh, you know, of course, he's got to read a teleprompter. I mean, I would if I was fucking singing for three hours. Fuck, Hell yeah, minutes. I'd be like, what's the next line? What? Not at my yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> no? He didn't have a teleprompter at my show. No. Oh really? Yeah. But they're used, but yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's good. But uh yeah, he's just, you know. Those are some those are one of the things I actually like, like oh shit, he's got a he's got a prompter. Yeah. Because you know, some of the bands when I was at the casino, they would you know, we want a prompter. It's like, uh really? You don't really? know the words of your own songs. Sure. But like, yeah, and when when I see something like that, it kind of sticks to my sticks to my brain. But yeah. I mean, Rob Helfer did not use one at our show. I mean, Judas Priest, I mean, they have, okay, what? Uh, so they've got 19 albums. And one's a double. And that's not including the live. Right, yeah. So 20 well, is albums, it Nostradamus a double? 20 times 12, yeah, it's 240, you know. 240 songs is a lot, you know. Yeah. yeah. But, you know. But you know, holy shit! Favorite Priest album, man. Defenders of the Faith. Uh, that was the first time I saw them mm. in concert. That was a great show. Um, dude, I really like um, Redeemer of the Soul. Hmm. When they came, like, I'm not saying that's my favorite, but I really, I like, I really like the two albums that Faulkner was on. They just brought yeah. new, because, you know, Judas Priest needed to take a break because they're Judas Priest. 
And they were just, they got to a point to where someone needed to go, you know, like they're moving into speed metal and that wasn't priest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Rob Halford, uh, you know, he suffered, you know, he uh, uh, quit drugs after his uh, his partner committed suicide. Yep. You know, so there's a lot of, you know, to him just, you know, just needed to get away from everything the fuck that was his life. And then he went and started Fight, which is a great fucking band. That's one of my favorite albums of all time. But, um, hmm. Hold on. Uh, now I've got to look because I've listened to so many. <laughs> So you're just screaming, Jay? Yeah. yeah. Oh, British Steel's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, that is a good one. Um, great tunes on Screaming Lake. You know, I mean, you know, Hellion, Electric Eye, yeah. Devil's Child. I love Devil's it's Child. Hard. I don't know if I could do it. Even Defenders yeah. of the like you said, is a good one. You know, but, yeah. Uh, they just have too much good music. They do. Yeah. They really do. And. Uh, now you don't like painkiller events? That song kicks fucking ass, man. I like that. I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, well, Scott like Travis's drum intro on that thing, man. Yeah. They uh, had that opera singer do the reaction video for um painkiller. I forget what her name was, but she's an opera singer and she, <laughs> but she did a she did a reaction video to uh uh painkiller. Yeah. And she was just amazed at Rob Rob's voice. Oh yeah, dude, he's yeah. fucking amazing. You know, the metal yeah. god. Yeah, I tried doing that. I but it wouldn't work for the. Uh, there were some rights issues I couldn't. Yeah. Oh really? Wanted to do yeah. But there's a lot of great tunes on um, the last two Judas Priest albums that yeah you know, I didn't I never heard them. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Where this come from? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, are you kidding me? How the fuck, you know? Why didn't I hear about that? Oh, because everyone's like, but down, but down, 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 but down. Okay, shake it up. No, it's shake all. So we gotta, we gotta take a minute and wish you happy birthday tomorrow, there. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah, we're almost two hours, almost two hours away. Well, 55 yep. minutes here, 54 minutes here. Yeah. Yeah. The big old 5 4. The big 5 4. Uh-huh. Yep. Back in the old days. Oh, and we want to thank uh, hey. strongphotos.com. Absolutely. Oh, you can get prints there of some of your shows that you've been to, correct, sir? Yes. Right on, right on. And are there uh, different options other than just getting a straight up print? Options? Yes, I have no options. I have no options. I run this with an iron fist. There's no options. Versus, you know, frame. Get what I send you. Canvas uh, Studio Edge. I only get photos I like. (laughs) <laughs> oh dude this, I, I don't know who this one comedian is this german comedian guy and conum had him on and they're talking about bad guys and stuff and like why do you think all the bad guys in the like the 1980s movies were all german he goes um are you familiar with the german history <laughs> <laughs> uh we're kidding but we love our our folks uh, we love you our number I really two love you. 
Love Dude, that. I, I, I got to tell you, um, I went to a show tonight, and um, they uh, this band, Adam and the Metal Hawks, they opened up for a, a Journey tribute band called Voyage, mm. and which I didn't stay for, but uh, I wanted to see Adam and the Metal Hawks. But they opened up the show. Um, the stage was black. And then they had the um, the ver uh, well vera lights, but uh, flashing and stuff like doing all the strobe effects. Yeah. They had Sam Kinison Wild Thing going. Nice. That was such That's a good. great way to start the show. You dude, that is hilarious. You know why? Because it's Sam Kinison. That was going to be <laughs> one of the reaction fucking videos for tonight that we're going to tape, but I changed it. Oh really? Oh. Because it's my birthday, I was gonna do a bunch, and then people are like, "Oh, you listen to a bunch of songs that you already pick a bit, bit." So I'm like, "Okay, I'll do songs I didn't listen to, you know." But there is uh, one. The Wild Day it was a Friday. great video too. Was yeah, you know, for yeah. Friday, I I did pick and uh, um, okay, so we're doing uh, soothe me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. By Jimmy Barnes and Sam Moore. And I'm like, oh, I just happened to catch another cover song. Don't know who the fuck they are. But they're Broken Peach, and they're doing oh. Tainted Love. Oh, Broken shit. Peach. Huh. So who knows what that's going to be. Right. And this one, <laughs> because it's my birthday, and it's a special dedication to you know who you are. <laughs> just for you go fuck yourself by Roxanne featuring Doug Pinnock oh, Doug and uh, originally when I uh, you know messaged Roxanne and told them I did that they're like yeah check out go fuck yourself I said right on because I'm posting that in two weeks and they're like <laughs> that's hilarious came out today great band dude oh yeah dude, all their dude, <clears throat> great players uh their album just came out you can get some really cool packages of through rat pack records and uh we cover a lot of rat pack people it's good shit man so rat pack yeah doogity boogity <laughs> dial the digits man look at jesus christ i didn't know bubbles mouth look at your fucking beard <laughs> what? dude what? it grows like fucking holy shit yeah it grows fast yeah, it, le it left here and went here. That's yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, I've been growing my beard as long as Jason has. Yeah. This no. is like four months. This is like two weeks. Yeah, yeah. this is like two years. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. But uh, yeah, so Jason, that was for you. I love. I, I, we got to so, do the yeah. So we will have one of the greatest additions we've put on the show. Those updates. Jeff from. Scott, but uh, you know, every W. That's a great pick of him too, man. His hair is all majestic, you know. Right. Yeah. I'm an Adonis. Uh, oh, Jeff. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Call us, Jeff. Check out tunage every what the Friday, and then <laughs> uh, gonna be doing uh, uh, stream images starting on Tuesday. And then uh, that'll be going. There. It'll be uh, like a new show every month. But uh, since I have five days off in a row, I had a lot of time on my hands. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so got some stuff done ahead of time but uh yeah so hopefully rob can join me for 1923 which will be the following one yeah. oh yeah yeah that's a good that's a good show oh yeah yeah um but uh you know so you know ladies when you're when you're thinking about jason tonight just remember <laughs> <laughs> see you at the soda report yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. Me and Jason are like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, we got a chance at these chicks and then walks. Hi, I'm Jeff Scott Soto. <laughs> Later, brother. Okay. Ah, yeah, shit. <laughs> but, uh, no, great performer. Nah. I just don't yeah. understand why. He should be a, a huge star. He should be a household name. Yes. Yeah. Like, hey, have you, have you told me? Like, Paul Rogers, Jeff Scott Soto. Yes. Like Mick that, Jagger. You know, in that yeah. order. Oh, we're on a mission. In that order. Yeah. We're on a mission to change people's mind. If we have to buy satellites and, and force people to believe. Speaking of. Uh, my Facebook. Uh, we'll buy MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> I got hey, hey, you need to tell Jeff. Have you told Jeff that we're doing the soda report now? I mean. We need no, I'm, I, I, hopefully it'll be a thing and then he'll like get one. <laughs> you know. Because we're gonna, we'll cover. We've already covered once one of his things. We'll cover everything he does. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Speaking of uh, Mick, Mick Jagger, did you know that um, Paul and Ringo were going to be joining them before uh, joining I the Stones? That. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. So. Yeah. Saggy ball brigade. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, you know what I mean? But that's almost like the Rolling Stones, like, yeah, we won. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That's what I was thinking. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, is that a cool thing or is it not? You know what I mean? Right. You know? Yep. But, uh, you know, I don't, I never compared the Beatles with the Rolling Stones. Me either. Even though, like, as close as they came out, which was, I think, a few years. Yeah, they were totally different bands. Totally man. different era. Yeah. Right. You know, so yeah, that never. Uh, but you know, that's that's PR. What you yeah, what are you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Dude, this band, Rob. Have you listened to this band? Not yet. Yeah, pretty kick ass. Yeah, dude, we did one for a couple weeks ago. What was yeah. it? Uh, Keep on keeping on. Nice. Now, what's interesting. <clears throat> this is their second album for Rat Pack, and the first album that they released was 35 years ago. Oh, wow. So this is the same lineup from 35 years ago. Dude, awesome. they just, like George Lynch is on the album, Doug Pinnock, you know, uh, there's a, a bunch of, you know, these guys are, you know, I, I think one of the best bands out right now. You know what I mean? I, on the, like, level of, like, winery dogs, I'd put yeah. them right there. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I was going to mention, too, before when you were talking about um, Jessica Soto and um, Jason Beeler. It's, um, I am say, I'm amazed <laughs> at the, the, the venues that they play at here in New York City. They're like 500 people. Oh, wow. If that. Yeah. And they don't sell out that the, really? the venues that they play. Yeah. And it's just the two of them with the acoustic guitars, and it's, it's kind of like an open that. mic night. Yeah, yeah, you know, like you know, what a what an incredible talent, you know, and, and we're not making fun of. We actually totally yeah. love Jeff Scott Soto. We do. We absolutely. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Jason thinks yeah. it's funny because you know I have this thing about Jeff. Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why isn't he? Because every time I run across a Jeff Scott story, I send it to Vince. I'm like, here's yeah. your guy, man. You know, like it should be like I said, Paul Rogers, Jeff Scott Soto. Like, yeah, yeah, Pavarotti, Pavarotti, Mick Jagger. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, uh, told, uh, yeah, it's amazing. I'm amazed that he's like not the only other person that I would have been cool with if Van Halen said, "Hey, Dave, sorry, dude." I'd have been like, Jeff. Right yeah, yeah, get Soto. Absolutely. Call Soto. He, up. He'll he do does it. Dave better than Dave. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like he calls yeah. Soto. He's he's on the plane. He'll be here. <laughs> he right. does Dave better than Dave. Right. Oh, oh, there he is. Oh, <laughs> he's on his way. <laughs> Don't shoot him down. So yeah, so I'm trying to get the hobby air balloon group that had the twelve dollar <laughs> balloon. That was shot down by a four hundred and thirty thousand dollar missile, who happened to live thirty miles from me. <laughs> so I am in process of trying to get a hold of this group so they can get on the show, and I think that would be one hell of a funny. You know, That's hilarious. Yeah. Let me make the movie. But uh, oh my god, that'd be hilarious. And then we can just intertwine like the podcast in between. Oh, yeah, what's going on? We're watching the balloon, like the OJ fucking Bronco chase. But it's yeah, the- yeah. Oh shit! It really was Biff who put up the fucking creativity. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> you know. That and, fucking you know, Biff. Just, uh, what? Oh sure, now you're making fun. Well, it's fucking hilarious. Oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Man, Biff's getting a little uh, needs a drink. No, no, yeah, yeah. I, I said sorry. You can't have it. This is my bottle. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. But uh, yeah, uh, so I'm gonna t- go turn 54. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, it's better than not turning 54. Just look All on the bright right, side. So you know? That's true, right? 54 man whore no more. Like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, You're still a man whore. Yeah, yeah, no. But uh, not really. But yeah, I am single lady. In so. your mind. Like in a motherfucker. Right. <laughs> like a motherfucker. <laughs> so, you know, this time last year, I was dating a psychopathic, uh, you know, narcissist. <laughs> so, so Did I say that out loud? <laughs> what? Did huh? I say that? <laughs> what? 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 What happened? Did I say that out loud? <laughs> Who farted? Jason. Who am I asking? I'm the only one here. No, I'm just kidding. Shut up, Biff. Ooh. Well, fellas. All right. Good fellas. So, cheers, gentlemen. Thanks for wishing me happy birthday. Love you, man. Love, Love you, man. Love, Love you, brother. And uh, we will see you guys soon. And as always, don't let your meat loaf.
Thank you.